Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Charles Blanchin. This is Nurhadi House. Uh, we have very special guest today, DC. Uh, she is a Splanchin consultant and working for HDL based in US. Thanks for coming and welcome to Bijara Splanchin, DC. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be talking about this uh, SNOP and, and maturity models. So I am very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's topic is uh, getting better business result uh, by implementing an executive SNOP maturity model. But uh, before starting, can you please brief a bit about yourself and your professional background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have been in the supply chain space for about four or five years now, um, I believe. I did a career change back in early 2016 into supply chain. Previously, I was in experiential and digital marketing. Um, I also spent some time in Italy doing PR, um, sports management, and spent some time in Germany before moving back to the U.S. And I did some experiential uh, marketing work with Mazda and Jaguar Land Rover, so some time in automotive uh, before going into logistics. I was an account executive for a 3PL focused in the small business space. And then I went into consulting for end-to-end supply chain focused on mostly planning tools, um, cloud-based technology. And uh, now I am here talking to you about SNOP. (laughs) Interesting. So uh, talking about the SNOP, um, uh, many organizations have been implementing this methodology for many years. And as a result, there are more than a handful of maturity models available, including the famous one like uh, Gartner's uh, five states of uh, SNOP maturity model. So I wanted to touch the first question, how a better executive SNOP uh, maturity models can help a business to improve their results? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a great question. So first of all, let's define SNOP. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm, I'm in consulting. I think I also mentioned I'm in consulting. And what we see a lot of when we are going through kind of initial scoping conversations, and even once we get into the discovery phase with um, a client or a prospect, is that the, the definition of SNOP is not really aligned in the sense that we're not speaking the same language. Uh, So for the sake of the conversation that you and I are having now, and, you know, for the sake of the listeners, I really want to define SNOP as like that full collaborative sales and operations planning process. It is not demand planning. It is not creating your budget or AOP, your annual operating plan. It's not a one-time thing. We're talking about, like you mentioned, the Gartner model. Um, ASCM has a model, a couple of different consulting firms that uh, really focus in the SNOP space have different models. I've seen companies come up with their own maturity models, but 
this is an idea of truly collaborative and integrated planning. And it is not just, okay, we're doing our demand plan. It is not just, okay, we're going to create our ANOP. It's a monthly cadence, a weekly cadence, even daily, depending on the speed of the business. And if it is needed for, you know, that, that further level of sales and ex and operation execution. So your SNOE as well. Um, but, but to your question of the, the different benefits that, um, that companies can realize from following a maturity model. I mean, you can Google um, a quick search. There are absolutely, you know, the bullet points that anyone can pair it and say, you know, SNOP, you probably have challenges of not connecting strategic goals and you have ad hoc processes or your supplier response times, et cetera. And, you know, if you implement SNOP, you will have better forecast accuracy and you'll have a lower inventory days of supply, higher inventory terms. I mean, those are very, you know, kind of generic. Again, a quick Google search will show you that. Mm -hmm. What I really love about adopting a maturity model and how I think it benefits the business is that it gives a framework for road mapping and continuous improvement, which are definitely key. And then it also helps have a, a really succinct way of integrating and collaborating within the enterprise. So two pieces there. As far as the road mapping and continuous improvement, what you can use that maturity model for is to really analyze where you are now. Mm -hmm. And you can see where you would want to be best class, you know, best practice, supply chain excellence. Maybe you mentioned, you know, Gardner's five step. Maybe you're at step two and you want to make it to step five. That truly integrated business planning, connected planning, what I like to call it, you know, aligning your representatives from product management, manufacturing, finance, supply chain analytics, sales and marketing. We've got everyone in this collaborative process that you are planning over like these three kind of highlighted planning horizons of daily, weekly, and then monthly for like that three to 18 month planning horizon. And then like your two to five year long-term planning, um, you know, those three different planning horizons. So having that maturity model gives you a, a roadmap to be able to understand we're here today. This is where we want to be. And now let's get everyone together and kind of come up with a timeline, come up with next steps. What is going to be our steps to get from phase one to phase two? What are going to be the steps to get from phase two to phase three, et cetera? So it gives you a, a framework to be able to benchmark, benchmark against and then also to have a guidance because otherwise it's just kind of like, oh, well, we, we want to do SNOP better, but what does that mean? You know, so it gives you kind of some guidelines there. And then as far as the other piece of that truly integrated planning. So I, I have seen, you know, listening to your guys' podcasts, listening to other podcasts, just doing readings. I mean, right now, collaboration is like the key word. Collaboration, collaboration, let's collaborate. And um, let's integrate our different functional areas. Let's all be on the same page. So 
I think that where we are right now is that we all realize we need to be doing that in supply chain. We all realize that we cannot move forward to achieve supply chain excellence, to deliver for the customer, to make supply chain a value center instead of a cost center in the eyes of a business. We cannot do that without collaborating. We can't have procurement planning on their you know, silo. We can't have logistics planning in a silo. We can't have inventory planning in a silo. We have to collaborate. But where we are, I think, failing in the supply chain industry in general, and I, I shouldn't say failing, where we're, we're having a challenge is actually executing. So the idea is great. Yes, let's collaborate. But there are even people who might say, oh, yeah, we collaborate all the time. Like, I send an email before the plan is executed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, on demand, I, I come up with my demand plan, and then I send it to the supply team. So that's totally collaborating. Like, that's not collaborating. <laughs> that's you just giving something to the supply team yeah. and saying, okay, figure it out. <laughs> make make this work, because this is the demand plan we have. Um, but in that maturity model, you know, you can look and see, It's you know, let's just, you know, let's stick with Gartner. But that, you know, that phase Two, you're still siloed in function. You know, you're still you're still having siloed functional solutions. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to step three, you're integrating. And then when you get to step four, that's when you're really collaborating. So you're using technology to enable connectivity. You're supporting mature processes. Um, you're sitting everybody, those different representatives, again, in the room monthly, continuously mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And not just based on this project, but literally it becomes a part of the business culture. It becomes part of how we plan is that every there's a representative from Every relevant department, um, ASCM recently released something that I really liked this summer um, of, or, or maybe it was later spring, that I like to use, and that is um, their connected, I want to say it's called DCN, um, and, and I really want to look it up right now on my computer, <laughs> um, but it, it basically what it tells you is how all of the different supply chain capabilities are connected. So if you Mm -hmm. choose one capability, it quickly shows you, okay, but don't forget about all of these other capabilities that may be affected by any change you make here. So it helps you remember, okay, I need this person at the table also and this person at the table also, but not just at the beginning, not just at the end, continuous collaboration. Um, So that's a long-winded way of saying the takeaway is maturity models (laughs) really give us a, a framework to and guidance for improving our SNOP planning processes. And it also allows us to leverage a tool that will help us truly achieve integration and collaboration and not just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Interesting. Um, other thing I'd like to ask is uh, what are main challenges we may have it and how to overcome them this year? Uh, the challenges in terms of <clears throat> of actually adopting a maturity model and kind of implementing an SNOP process. Yep. So the biggest challenge I have seen is 
that it doesn't come from the top. So mm-hmm. I mentioned that the SNOP planning process really has to become part of like the business culture. It's part of the way we plan. Um, So what I've seen is that the, the sponsors who want to implement this SNOP process don't necessarily have the executive leadership support and, and, and not to say that executive leadership doesn't agree that it should happen, but they don't make it a priority in the sense of we all have different competing um, objectives. We all have like every department, every person, we're all being pulled in so many different ways. Anyone in supply chain will tell you that there are so many different competing interests between departments and who's going to be accountable for this, who's going to be accountable for that. And what ends up happening is that people have good intentions and everyone says, yes, we want to make this SNOP um, process happen. We want to go from react to orchestrate. We want to be at that integrated business planning, connected planning level. It all sounds great, you know, blue skies, green fields, but when it actually comes to executing on it, it is, it's tedious. You know, if, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it, you know? Um, but it really comes down to the challenge of being able to execute on ideas and, oh, the companies that I have seen that overcome this challenge have a senior leader that is accountable for the SNOP process. So it's not, you know, someone who decided, someone in demand planning or someone in procurement or someone in logistics who decided we should do this. And now in addition to their day job, they are also in charge of planning all of these different meetings, making sure all of the dashboards and data are ready to go for the meetings, et cetera. They can't take that on in addition to their current role. And depending on the size of the organization, you might need a committee, you might need a team. But the point is that someone at senior leadership is held accountable for it. And the other senior leaders, because that means that of those departments, then their senior leaders are making sure that everyone is attending meetings and they're making sure that everyone is preparing for meetings and are not, so not just showing up, but actually arriving prepared with their different insights and um, their analysis of what has happened since the last meeting. So not just being there, but also being present. Um, and, And that really comes down from senior leadership because people have so many things to do that they will prioritize what they are told to prioritize. So if their senior leaders tell them the SNOP planning cycle is a priority, you need to be ready for it, then they'll prioritize that. Otherwise, it gets pushed down to, you know, the the back burner and then SNOP just kind of doesn't happen because no one seems like, no one feels like it's a priority to make All it right. happen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Interesting. So, uh, since you have been working for a consulting company for many years, uh, could you please speak up a few example how it can be implemented, you see? So, I definitely think um, the first step, and uh, if, if you've read anything that I've 
I've written blog post wise or, you know, yeah. just listen to other, to other interviews mm-hmm. um, and talks. I'm really, really big on people. I'm really, really big on preparing people. I'm Mm -hmm. really, really big on workforce planning in terms of making sure you have the the right skill set within a person on the team. And if that if if you don't have someone with that skill set, either hiring in or providing them with the training to make sure that they are prepared. Um, So you know, I really truly believe that the first step is of course deciding senior leadership which maturity model are we going to follow right. is it going to be Gardner? Mm-hmm. is it going to be something from ASCM is it going to be uh, a hodgepodge of things that we as a company look at our strategic goals look at our business objectives Uh, and then decide, you know, kind of where we are now and where we want to be. And then based off of that, we create a maturity model and a roadmap, um, just considering best practices for SNOP, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. the first step. The second step is getting the, the team members together. Mm -hmm. And I would absolutely say that top accountable person that I mentioned like get them, get them on the team. And by on the team, I mean, get them hired into your, in your company or, or give someone that's in your company, give them that role and make them accountable for building out the SNOP process. Mm-hmm. Give them, but not even making them accountable, give them, you know, the power, give them the power to be able to say, Hey, you decline this meeting these are really important. Um, are you like, is this something that we need to reschedule so that we can accommodate your schedule? Did you decline just because you didn't feel like coming? <laughs> um, but giving them the power to kind of light a fire uh, and to make sure that again, those, um, those representatives that we mentioned, product management, manufacturing, supply chain analytics, finance, sales and marketing, you know, making sure everyone is in the room and making sure that they are prepared. Um, so it, it just really needs to be led by senior management and, mm-hmm. and making sure that you stick with it. Um, right. And that's, that, that's just the biggest thing. I see so many people, especially with the software implementations, because right now companies are in Excel. That that's actually a good one that just came to my mind. Get out of Excel. <laughs> that's that's a way to to really to get your SNOP going. Get out of Excel um, because it it will using a cloud based solution will make your planning process faster. It will allow um, even during meetings and right before meetings. It will allow the representatives and planners to you know kind of scenario plan and have different ideas ready to go for the meeting. Because otherwise, you know, the using Excel to plan across different dimensions of your business, up your hierarchy, down your hierarchy, um, across different geographical regions, across different sales channels. I mean it's impossible to keep up a monthly cadence if you are trying to rework Excel models, you know, multiple times. You can't do it. It, 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 You just don't have the time. There's not enough time to rework those models. 
fast enough to keep up with the pace of the business and also to keep up with the pace of a true SNOP cycle. So getting out of Excel, adopting um, some some cloud-based tools to really support the team and some BI tools that allow for, you know, quick dashboarding and charts as well, uh, because that takes time, you know, making PowerPoints takes time and making slides takes time. So if you are adopting an SNOP maturity model and you are putting more work on people in terms of more meetings and in terms of having them prepare for these meetings, then you also need to give them a tool that will help them to do that faster. You mm-hmm. can't say, okay, in addition to your current job, we're now adding on this SNOP process. So just figure it out. Like it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that happen a lot. The companies who are successful realize that people need to be supported in a new change. And it's, it's nearly impossible to say, okay, you're currently working this many hours a week doing your regular job. And now on top of that, we want you to add another 10 to 15 hours a week doing this part of, you know, your job. So really making sure that you are supporting your people, you're listening to your people. They're the ones in the weeds. They're the ones, um, you know, making all these decisions and they're the ones that are, doing the actual work. So while the SNOP process has to be led by senior management and has to be sponsored at the executive level, you also need to make sure that as you're coming up with your process and determine the maturity model that you're going to adopt and a roadmap and timeline, et cetera, that you're considering all of your stakeholders and you're communicating to them and you're making them feel included because otherwise you come up with a process Maybe it seems great to you, but it works only in theory, not actually in practice. And then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get adopted. It's like technology. Um, if you don't think about uh, your your end user or your customer, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't think about your customer, your internal customer, then, you know, you kind of end up just with a, a, a tool that falls flat. And the same thing can happen with your SNOP processor maturity model adoption. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Super. All right, so before we close today's talk, uh, do you still have any uh, final thoughts or key takes away from today's discussion, DC? Yes, definitely key takeaways. Always people, people, people. Love your people. <laughs> Love your people. Um, support your people. Don't pull them in 50 different directions without giving them support to be able to adequately manage those 50 Mm -hmm. different directions. Um, Make sure you have a person in your supply chain that is your supply chain planning, your executive leadership, your senior leadership that is responsible for your SNOP process. And they are, you know, a visionary. They are leading the charge. They are supporting people. Um, I I think I, I, now that I'm kind of reflecting on key takeaways, I want to make sure that I did not describe that kind of SNOP director as like a dictator. They are not the dictator (laughs) to come through and say, follow the SNOP process, but they are, um, you know, a a senior leader that supports 
supports the the rest of right. the SNOP team um, and just making sure that they're driving for that strategic business objectives and making sure that the SNOP process continues to align with you know, the, the business goals. Um, so I would say people, 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 always people, take care of your people, get people prepared, train them, um, communicate with them, make them feel part of any changes that are coming. And uh, you'll, you'll see that the, the process will, will get adopted and you will start to see uh, absolutely the business benefits. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.